0: In fact, I was asked to uh, dedicate tonight's She'a by somebody, and although I don't normally like to do these things, he asked me to do it. Uh, He wanted to dedicate it to the Yeshiva and the continuation of the She'urim, because he enjoys them so much, and especially learning tonight's Inyan is something very much that he wanted to be a part of. So, Be'ez HaShem HaVoyzai, I'd like to give you a perspective into something very, very important, possibly the most important thing that you'll ever do in your entire life, something which occupies a lot of our day, and beezah HaShem, wherever you'll go, and whatever you do, this will hopefully follow you, because the is the importance of what we're going to discuss tonight, is hopefully something that will carry with you for the rest of your lives until the day that you die. There's Yerushalmi in Chagigah. Perik Aleph, Olochazayin, who Shalmi says as follows, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mavata, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't bother him, gives up on, sort of, you know, goes past. The big three, we've mentioned this previously, Avayda pretty bad, Gilear Arias, pretty bad, Shvichas pretty bad. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mavata on them, you do it, a person is going to get punished And it's terrible But a is mevata. But there's one thing That HaKadosh Baruch is not Mavata on And we have spoken about this in previous times In a different Mahalach In a different method But I want to focus on it tonight Because I believe right now This will give us a very different perspective Into this whole idea HaKadosh tells us The Yushalmi is not Mavata On Torah On Torah When a person doesn't learn Torah That HaKadosh Baruch doesn't cope with you want to it's terrible, terrible. Aveira is the gimbal, the big three. You have to kill yourself for them. But whatever this means, is Mavata. But on Torah, not. The question is why? What does that mean? What is Torah to us so important that Baruchu is not Mavata on a word of Torah? But on Gil Araish, Fikhasdom, and Avotu Zorah, is? What does this mean? So I want to give you an understanding. Rabbeil Pianzat Sal said this over beautiful, beautiful thought. He said, when you have two countries that are fighting, so each one is using their strategy, each one is using their army tactics, whatever it is that they're doing, to try and win over, conquer the other land. And they're trying to fight, and as long as they're armed, as long as their army has guns, and has shields, and has a tactic, and has a mahalak and has somewhere to go, they'll continue fighting until the end. But the moment one country comes along and takes away the other army's Arms, all its you know, guns and all of its you know army various things. Then it's all over. The fight's over. You can't fight. There's nothing to fight with. Says the are terrible. Gidarai Shvika Stomavai deserve the worst of it. But we can still fight because we have Torah. The Hara will come to us, but we still have a koyach. We still have it within us to fight. The moment we don't have Torah, there is nothing to fight. It's over. And I want to bring this as an introduction to give you an understanding of what Torah is. Because many people, unfortunately, go through life. They'll go to yeshiva, they'll go to kodal, they'll go to work. Whatever they do, wherever they go, it doesn't really make a difference. But does Torah really have an important part of their life? And I'm even talking about people that learn. Does Torah really mean something to them? I'm talking about people that go to work and have a good few hour chavushah in the morning. I can't tell you how many people I've met in America, right, and I know people in England as well, and various people in the country. These people are working people, but they'll learn for hours and hours and hours. But the question is, and again, I'm not talking about those people, because those people, obviously it is khashev, because they'll get up at 3.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning to learn. But how khashev is Torah in our lives? How much does it mean to us? Does it bother anybody if we do learn, if we don't learn? A day goes with learning. A day doesn't go with learning. A like, big deal. Here we're seeing Chazal tell us, the big three Averis, the biggest three that you can get. And yet Khazal tell us, if it's an Averi, you'll get punished. No. But Tyra? No chance. And we have to come to an understanding. Why? You know, we're all young, Baruch Hashem, we have our lives ahead of us. What are we going to fill our lives with? What are we going to become? What are we going to be? As Chazal tells us, Barasi Eight Sahara, Barasi Torah Tavlin. There's the Eight Sahara. I don't have to tell anybody here there's the Eight Sahara, and it's a very strong Eight Sahara. And it can get anybody. And the only way that Chazal tells us you have a koyach, you have a power, you have a chance to even try and get it, is Torah. There is no other way. Meaning the Rabbi Nishram that created the Eight Sahara created the way to fight it. And that is Torah. Which means we have to come to understanding of what Torah means. Just to give you an inkling into what Chazal tells us about Torah. The mission of us says, Kachidarka shel Torah. Right? Pass for You know, you sit on the floor with a jug of water and some bread and some salt and whatever. you you learn Not That might be also. But olam hazeh. And this is sometimes we get a little bit confused because you know Torah is a great thing, and yes, we're going to go up to Shemayim and we're going to you know see the treasure houses and we're going to see the mansions that we have built in this world from all the Torah that we've learned and all the schmitzing we've done to figure out shat and tosvas. But the Chazal are telling us this is the Chazal, it's the a Mishnah that you'll have good in this world. Forget about the next world. We're talking about excitement, happiness, fulfillment in this world. Somebody came to Rav Shach. And he said to Rav Shach, he said to Rav Shach and how can a person overcome temptations for all sorts of favors and all sorts of problems? Rav Shach said, I don't understand. Fill your world with Torah. Fill it. And again, I'm not discussing. You learn all day. That's not the point. Fill your life with Torah. Torah should be something Chosh should be doing. It should be something exciting. It should be something that gives you Simcha. And then you're not going to be running off looking for other things. Because you've got happiness in your life. How many people are running around the world they are going to India to try and you know, find themselves? I need to go to India to find who I am and see who I really am. And were you crazy? Look in the Torah and see exactly who you are. You're running around the world looking for this pleasure and this simcha and maybe if I go jumping with the monkeys in, you know, Zwalihili so maybe then I'll feel happy because great, I never did it yet so I need to do it because otherwise I'm not happy. The Torah knows otherwise. And Chazala telling us if a person wants to feel happiness in this world this is how you do it. Ustim the altos von Kelm, once said there is no earthly pleasure that can, that can even compare to the rejoice and the excitement of Torah. And he says that if a Baltaiva, if a person who's really into Torah's worldly pleasures, would for a moment realize all the falseness of it all, and all the truth of Torah, he would run away from all those pleasures and only come to Torah. Baron Cutler was once speaking at a dinner. It was a fundraising dinner, and he spoke about the reward of those people that support Torah. Right? These were rich people in front of him. They were all supporting Torah institutions, and he was telling them how of it is in Olim Abba, what rewards you can have, and everything else. So, one of the Balabatim came up to him, and they came to Baron and Cutler and said, "Veba, that means I'm better than you." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "What do you mean?" I give money to Torah, I have a great life in this world, and I give money to Torah, so I'm going to have a great life in the next world. So, Baran, you know what Rabban said to him? But where's your owner Where's your enjoyment in this world? To the G'dolim, a, a piece of Torah, an understanding of Torah, a Pshat in Torah, that's the biggest enjoyment that a person can have, and ask anyone, Rabbi, say, I'm not making this up, and this is not stories from gidoilim. Because ask anybody that tasted it. Ask anybody that tasted the sweetness of understanding of Pshat and a Gemara, understanding how a halacha comes from Chazal and Paschal and Shulchanorach, understanding of Mishnah, understand, the sweetness, the understanding of Das, the Rabbinish Shalom, Mr. Rabbinish Shalom's Das. The sweetness can't compare to anything in the world. Rabbinish Behr once said over something that stuck in his mind when he was a young, young child. Rabbinish Behr was very, very young and for whatever it was during davening he started crying he was crying during davening so he overheard at that moment that his parents in the other room were discussing why is our little child crying is everything okay with him maybe he's missing something maybe there's something wrong in his life that we don't know about maybe something happening in school what's going on so his father, he remembers this. He was a young, young child. I'm not sure the age, but he was a young child. He rem- remembers his father telling over to his mother, no, 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 no. Don't worry. He probably doesn't understand something in learning. He's probably stuck at a pshat somewhere and he's crying to the Reboi Nishil for help. Reboi <laughs> Rechber said that when he was a young child, it stuck in his mind because that's the only thing his father understood. That's why he's crying. There can't be anything else that will get a person to cry if you don't understand him. Because if a person understands what Torah is, you understand what it does to you? Let me give you a little bit of an example. Let me give you some memory Chazal. Let's go a little bit around Shas. Let's take a tour of Shas and see what Chazal are telling us about Limadah Torah. There's a Gemara in Kama Yudzainu, and Aleph. The Gemara tells us, If a person is oisik, a person is learning Torah and does chesed, all is. All his enemies, all the people that are against him, just fall in front of him. There's a mission of us, Marba Torah, chaim. That if a person learns more Torah, he's increasing his life. That might be in a literal sense of length, but also might be in a more shemak and of enjoy life better. And we'll discuss this in a moment. What that means exactly? There's a gemara in Ervin Daf when the Gemara says a Mahalach bederek, the Einimoy lives somewhere on the journey and he's scared because there's a calling, there's a danger, and he's got nobody with him to help him. Yisik betoyra, because Torah is the only thing that can save a person. It saves a person. The Gemara in Brachos d'Am Chesam and Aleph, kol ha'Yisik betoyra, Geminas Chassanim, a person is Yisik in Torah. Moichel in Loya, kol ha'Yisik, all his averims out the window, because he's Yisik in Torah. My Yass the Gemara in Sanhedrin. What should a person do to stop himself, to prevent from being in the problem of the end of days? We all know it's going to be a terrible time. There's going to be a war. We don't know what's going to happen. 11 seconds, 36 seconds, whatever it's going to be. We don't understand it. But how do you save yourself? A lot about Chesed as well. There's a lot about Chesed Al Alaf. Talmud Shagoyla. What happens if a, if a Talmud, someone in the yeshiva, someone learning by mistake kills someone? We know the din, you've got to go to the Ore Miklot. Says Chazal, Rabbi Rabbi Imoy. You have to also take the Rebbe and bring him to Golan so he should teach his student. Why? So he's not going to be able to live without his Rebbe without them teaching him Torah. A person can't live. Nevoi Zorodach uh, base. Nimshulubne odom people are compared to the, sea, the fish in the sea. Laimalachar, Ma dogim, just like fish, should be Yam in the sea, Kivan Sha'un Bosha Miyad Masin, they go up to the ground, they go up to the dry land where there's no water, they'll die immediately. Afbene so odom a person. Kivan Sha posha medivre to person separates from Torah miyad mesin. That might not be in a literal sense, but lamisa you're not living. People are living a life, but are they living a real life? I don't know. Are they enjoying life? I'm not sure. There's a Zoya v'chol ha from Torah ki-poorish min Someone goes away from Torah, he's going away from life. We have to understand that the entire world was created from Torah. The Zoya kodesh brings, everybody knows this. Before the Rabbi Islam created the world, what did HaKaddish Baruch Hu do? He looked at the Torah and created the world. That means the world... Is a creation based on Torah. The Torah is a blueprint of the world. That's how HaKadosh Baruch created the world. All Torah, look at the first Rashi and Parashas, Bereshis, Bereshis, Borah Lekim. Bereshis, Borah Lekim is Borah Bishlil Torah. Baruch we created the entire world for Torah. There's a Gemara and Shabbos Pechas, we mentioned it this morning, that if a person's Makabal, the, the Torah, all right, but if not, Shabbat take your Rosso, you'll die in that place. Because Torah is what gives a person life. I want to just tell you a story which I mentioned over in America a couple of times. People love the story. There was a manal of a Rosh Yeshiva and a Hashiva Yeshiva who Mahmoud wanted to save the story Shavuos night because he heard the story he heard it was unbelievable. Before World War II, so there are many people who are involved in saving Jewish children and Jewish people in that time. There are many different organizations, and basically in England, Diana Bromsky was the chief rabbi of England at the time. This was before World War II. Diana Bromsky was the chief rabbi. They came to him and they said, Rabbi, we all know about organizations that help children, especially Jewish children. They give them a shelter. They give them a bed. They give them food. And they give them a Torah education. Chief rabbi, I'm sorry to tell you, we're going to have to close these organizations. He said, Why? There's no money. The funding is gone. It's becoming the wartime. Nobody's got money. No one's giving any money to organizations. So we're going to have to close it. We said, don't worry. We've got the non Jewish organizations. We'll put the kids over there. They'll have a shelter. They'll have a bed. They'll have food. Everything will be fine. They will never have a toy education. And Dan Bramsky said, it can't be. Give me someone that will give you some money. Give me an idea. Give me a lead. They said, there's nobody. We've tried everything. There's only one, one idea. There's a Jew. He's not really religious. He doesn't keep anything. Uh, he lives in a bar town. He's got a lot of money. I don't think I'll give you anything, but you can try. So Daniel Bromsky said, "For Jewish children, Torah education, we got to go." So that's exactly what he did. He took up straight away a place. went to the the rich man's house and knocked on his door and said, "Dear Rabbi, the chief rabbi of England is there. Welcome, come inside. What can I do for you?" So he told him, "I'm here for Pekuach nefesh, life and death situation. Rabbi, tell me what it's all about." So he said, "He told an organization the kids they need another place and there's no more money. And we're going to take them to another one, and they want to have a Torah education. What they're going to do?" He said, "Rabbi." That's not bekuach nefesh. <laughs> nefesh means someone's going to die. <laughs> I give money to the Red Cross. I give money to all these organizations that actually, you know, help people not to die. These kids will have food. They'll have a bed. They'll have a house. They'll have a roof over their heads. No! So they won't have a Torah education. Daniel Brummick says, this is nefesh for a child not to have Torah education. said, Rabbi, I don't know what you're talking about. Great schmooze, but it's not for me. I don't really talk about have a wonderful day. Meeting closed that Friday night that Friday night 11 o'clock at night the rich man gets a phone call he doesn't keep anything he lifts up the phone hello this is Diana Bramsky here it's Friday night it's Shabbos I'm calling you to tell you how we have to have money for these Jewish children this is Pikuach Nefesh and I'm calling you on Shabbos I'm not getting involved in the it's not the point but why what do we see from there? that a Torah education isn't just a nice thing. geschmack You learn another Torah. geschmack You learn a little bit of Chumish. Another Mishabur. No! It's a lifeline of a Yid. It's the only thing that gives a person life. And we have to appreciate that. But it goes more than that. As we start in the beginning, Torah doesn't just give you life. It also helps you not to fall. There's a Pasuk. It's very scary, this Pasuk. I don't know if anybody really chapped the Pasuk and the Rashi. Parashas Ekev. The process says, Shomul Khan, Penitullah, Rashi says that Tosso is talking about a person that's going to go off the derech and he's going to go to go serve idols and serve other gods and all sorts of terrible things will happen. Says Rashi, the what does it mean? He'll stray. What does it mean he goes off? What does he do? What happens? What's the beginning? What's the starting point? Says Rashi, Lifroish Minhatoira. When a person separates himself from Torah, when a person distances himself from Torah, then automatically, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. The next step is idol worship. <laughs> True! The eight is not going to come over to you and say, hey, worship idols. It doesn't work that way. He starts by getting you away from Torah. He's getting you away from Torah, and that's what happens. <speaking in Hebrew> that's exactly what Rashi says. And Rashi brings down Dovida Melech, and Dovida Melech says, If you don't allow me to be Isaac, but I'm going to do a Voidus he said, This is Dovida Melech. Dovida Melech. One of the Malachim of Klali And yet, Dovida Melech says, If you don't allow me to learn Torah, that's it. Who knows what's going to be my next step, my next move, my next direction. That's what Torah is. Torah is the continuation of Klali Srol. Torah is Chosha for our own lives and the continuation of our lives and our future generations. Now she's telling us this is the trick. The it's how gets a person. Ah, makes a difference. He did learn. He didn't learn. Daf Not Daf yaimi. Mishnah yaimi. Did chomesh. Did Big deal. Torah says, oh no. It is a big deal. Because every word of Torah that you utter makes a big difference on your neshama. Many people live life. There are many people out there that live life. Because what type of life are they living? They're running after pursuits of Happiness. And you know what it all is? It's sheker. It's fake. You know what sheker is? Chazal tell sheker ain't no Has no feet. Look at the words of sheker. The letters shin, kuf, resh. Shin doesn't have two legs to stand on. It's like wobbly because it's like a round. A kuf. It's got a long one. It's got nowhere. You can't really stand it up anywhere. A resh. It's only got one. It doesn't stand. Look at the words of Shekeh, and you will find that it can't stand on itself. Look at the word MS. Aleph, two legs. Mem, it's got has got a, like a seat on the bottom. Tov two legs. MS stands. When a person goes around the world and lives his life looking for this Geshmak and this Geshmak, you know what it is? It's Shekeh. It's not going to give you satisfaction. It's not going to give you Geshmak. The only thing that a person can have in his life, that will give him satisfaction, is Torah. The Zoya says an unbelievable thing. Says the Zoya HaKadosh, that every action from Odom HaRishin, take Odom HaRishin until today, and from today until the end of time. Take how many years that is. Take how many people lived in the world. How many animals. How many plants. How many blades of grass. Says the Zoya HaKadosh, an unbelievable thing. Omer of Shimon That in the Torah, is written every action of every person every situation every, every item that he did everything that he accomplished everywhere that he went everything that happened to him a human being an animal a blade of grass everything from Odom Arishan till to the end of time it says in Zohar, all of that is contained in parashas voracious till noyach everything Every single thing in the world that ever happened is contained in the Torah. The Torah is the blueprint of our life and how many people appreciate this? What are you going to decide your life is going to be? I spent Shabbos, last Shabbos, in Queens, to bebe Choshua people and they're staying with me was a blind man. Choshua Yid, a blind man, he became blind at I can't remember exactly the age, 25, 27, whatever it was, he was able to see for a number of years, the beginning of his lifetime, he must be now 35, 40, whatever it is, and unfortunately he can't see. He told me, tell the Bacharim the following message. He told me to tell the Bacharim. I have just to tell you. He said, tell them, you know, there's one thing that I miss. You know what I miss? Opening up a Gemara and learning. I can't do it. Yes, I can listen to a Shi. It's great. And I can listen to Shiurim And there's Braille and there's computers. Beautiful. But I can't have this Simcha of opening up an Elu Metzius and figuring out Pshatina Gemara. He said, tell the Bochim I miss it. Tell the Bochim that if the Baruch Hu did this to me only to make me understand the sweetness of learning Torah, then I got the message. That's what he told me. He told me to tell the message to you. Obviously, we have no understanding and appreciation of what Torah is for us and what Torah can do for us. Ramechel Zulba, when he left Russia, so he was stuck in Russia. It was years. He wasn't able to learn properly. He wasn't able to teach Torah either. He did it under the carpet in the secret cellars and whatever. But when he finally came to Eretz show, you know how excited he was. The land of freedom where everyone's allowed to learn. No one's, no one's being problem, you know, for opening up a safer. Great he came into the airport in Eretz Yisrael Meister Shehoya he walked up to the guy who sorts out the suitcases you know takes it from the aeroplane and puts it on the conveyor belt whatever it was in those days he said tell me I have a few cash on the mission in Zroyim. maybe you can help me the guy looked at him like what? what's Zroyim? so he looked at him like oh, maybe this guy's a bit crazy he went over to another guy security guard he told me that, I have a few questions on the Gemarim Pesach the Kachim Suga you know that Suga over there in Daftar. he says, what are you talking about? And he left and he said, I don't understand. You're living in a country where you're allowed to practice religion and learn Torah and nobody knows all of the Torah. What's the matter with you people? It means you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate what you have. I once heard that all the worldly pleasures that people are running after are like junk food. Junk food. You know we all like a bit of junk food every so often. It's kashmak, but candies, a bit of crisp, whatever it is. A bit of junk food, right? You can't live off junk food. You can't. You just can't live off it. Every so often, maybe it's a big gishmak. You can't live off it. Your body won't live that way. Your neshama that's inside your body cannot live off junk food. Can't live off this pleasure and this taiva and looking for this. It can live off only one thing. And that's Torah. And it's thirsty. And you have to feed it. Because that's the only thing that will give it satisfaction. As the medrash brings down, it's like a pauper that marries a daughter of a king there's nothing that he can ever buy his wife because she has everything. Nothing that she needs. And Neshama craves, craves Torah. And we don't understand it and we don't realize it, we don't appreciate it. It's the food for our Neshama. And many people feel, you know, big deal, I do learn, I don't learn. Like, Does it really make a difference? And I just want to tell you one last thing. The Spinker Rebbe once said, a marshal to this, he said, you know, imagine if you go into a wine cellar and you've never seen anything like this in your life. You walk at this wine cellar, you've got these barrels of the most gorgeous wines. Oh, this type of grape, this type of whatever it is. It's, it's wow. I've never, and you're a wine lover and you love this stuff. But you look around to try and you're allowed to try whatever you want, but you can't find the glass. So what are you going to do? And you look here and you look there and there's a bunch of barrels and there's no glasses anywhere. I can't use anything. I can't drink anything. I finally find one glass which is moldy and disgusting. You know, it's mummish. I, I can't drink one such a thing. So I keep looking for glass and I can't find it. And I don't even have water with which to rinse the glass that's dirty. So the spinkerebbe said, what do you do? You take the dirty glass and you start filling it with wine. And you swish it around and do it a couple of times until eventually it becomes a bit clean. Then you can drink from it. He said, the spinkerebbe, it's the same thing with ourselves. Many times we think, you know, a bit of Torah. Does it make a difference? We just did that Avera. We had this thought. We looked over there. We said that and Hora. We did that. Big deal. We're not able to be maxi Torah. Who are we? The one says, okay, Maybe. For you're no worse than that cup that's dirty. Rinse it with a bit of Torah, it will become clean. Understand that Torah is a thing that gives a person Hashivas in life, that gives a person satisfaction. As the Vilna Goyen said, every single word of Torah that a person utters is tariag mitzvah. I remember so many times Rosh Shiva of Sheinberg Zatzal, saying over the famous Arachayim HaKodesh The Arachayim HaKodesh says, if we understood the Hashivas of Torah, we would go mishuga. Rosh of the Arachayim We'd go crazy. We run around the whole day saying "Om Rabbai, because we don't understand the chashivas, as Chazal tell us. Torah, Talmud, Torah kulam, Talmud, is worth everything. When a person sits and opens up a Gemara and opens up a Mishnah or a Chumash or whatever it is, the malachim in Shomayim are singing Shira because you're learning a Kodesh Torah. Next time you open up a Gemara, think about it. Think about what it does to your neshama, but more than that, think about what it does to your life, because in future. But is HaShem, you guys are going to grow up, and you're going to go places, wherever you go, whatever you do. Where's Torah going to be a place in your life? Is it going to be one of those things that you just have to be doing? You know, for an hour, I went to my daf Mishayim, Yetzel, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm a good Jew, because I learned for 20 minutes. Or is Torah Hashivas in your life? then it means something to you. And even if you do go to work and do whatever you do, but is going to remain Choshev in your life because you understand that the only thing that's going to give you satisfaction in life the only thing that's going to give you a simcha, a geshmak, is Torah. Everything else is fake, checker. Let's remember this, Be'ez HaShem. Carry this message for the rest of your life. And the HaShem, the Rebbe Hashem, will give us all to taste the sweetness of Torah. Have a wonderful night.